Hello and welcome to Hudson La Liga 25th match day. We have Atlético de Madrid desperate Barcelona visiting Valencia. So many things to analyze in this new match day with Álvaro Romeo and of course with you. Let me know what you think about this match day and don't forget to support us. Click on the like and subscribe. And now let's go on with the show. Twenty-fifth match day in La Liga, Álvaro, and we have title race again, only four points between Real Madrid and Sevilla. How are you? Very well, thank you, Edu. I'm very well. Uh, I think that the games this weekend uh, are telling me that maybe we should be going for the marginal wins here because many good teams are playing away. Uh, they are involved in European football and splitting their attention between domestic duties and European duties. But I'm looking forward to it because I think that there is a genuine title race in La Liga because four points is nothing. And I think that Sevilla is at least a team with a composure and they are going to stay there pretty much, I don't know if until the end, but I can see them in late April still challenging for the title. Let's see. And Real Madrid have to travel to Sevilla, actually, to the Sánchez-Pizjuán. But we will arrive there. The first game we are going to analyze is on Friday, Elche, Rayo, Vallecano. And here I really love the odds, actually, for the home team. I'm surprised to see Álvaro Rayo Vallecano favorite because, as we expected in this second part of the season, they are a little bit gone. Even at home, they were defeated, heavily defeated, 0-3 against Osasuna, probably tired after playing that Copa del Rey semifinals. Only one point in the last five games. And in the other hand, we have a very good Elche. Even if they lost against Sevilla, they were a pretty good team most of the game. Álvaro, uh, do you agree with me that these odds for Elche are quite uh, tempting? Yes, they are tempting, a little bit exaggerate uh, towards Rayo Vallecano. And you are right. I mean, we knew that Rayo Vallecano was never going to be able to keep up the level of the first half of the season. And uh, let me tell you a few numbers about Rayo for our listeners and viewers to understand uh, the situation of this small club from Madrid. On Friday, when they will play this game, it will be two months since Rayo's last win in La Liga. That's to start with. Um, Europe is already seven points away from them. This is a team that at some point during the season they were in Champions League spots. The relegation is 11 points away. I don't think that Rayo is going to be relegated, but their situation is pretty much equidistant from Europe and from the relegation. So the team obviously is in a bad dynamic. Um, they haven't scored a goal in their last three La Liga games and they haven't won in 2022 in the league. Uh, and away this season, away this season, they are playing at Elche on Friday. Away this season, they got only five points. Like Alaves, like Levante, like Getafe. Alaves and Levante, for example, are in relegation position. So this is the situation of Rayo. And away from home, they have been very unconvincing this season. And some other players, like Radamel Falcao, for example, they are not delivering lately. And this is costing the team because they are struggling to score goals. As I said before, they haven't scored a goal in the last three league games. When it comes to Elche, well, to start with, it's a real saying that Boye is injured and it is or he is very unlikely to feature in this game because he is Elche's top scorer this season. They lost to Sevilla, yes, they lost to Nil, but I think that they played with dignity uh, and they stayed in the game they, with digni dignity, you know exactly what I mean. Like they never lost the composure, they were defending tightly and they know how to play the ball from the back. This is something I really like from Elche. Uh, they are one of the best La Liga sides in 2022, this calendar year. Uh, and if they win, they will be two points far from Rayo. 
and Rayo has been the breakthrough team of the season, so maybe the campaign for Elche, it doesn't look so bad after all. So I'm going to go for the following. Mm, the Asian handicap for Elche in the first half, that is something I strongly back here, that pays 196. I am on the same page with you, Edu. I think that the uh, odds are pretty tempting for, for Elche. And the Asian handicap zero for Elche in the, in the game, that doubles up your bet. But I can stay with the Asian handicap zero for Elche in the first half, meaning that if they win, you win, and if they draw, you get a stake refund. Why not? Yeah, sounds good. Actually, going for Elche and uh, more travel for Granada. They are now hosting Villarreal at Los Carmenes, and they are four points uh, away from the bottom three after another defeat against Rayo Valle uh, against Real Sociedad. Sorry, now four consecutive defeats for them, six winless games. So, in travel, Álvaro, and it's not a good idea hosting now Villarreal. It's true that they are going to play Champions League against Juve. But still, only three points away from Champions League. Villarreal are doing a fine campaign right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm going to do an analogy that is very fitting for these turbulent times. But Villarreal put themselves in the borders of Europe. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, or the Russian and the Ukraine and European conflict. I mean, Villarreal is close, neighboring European positions. Uh, they are three points away from Atlético de Madrid and two points away from Real Sociedad. And the dynamic tells you that Villarreal is going to be one of the strong candidates to qualify for Europe this season again. Uh, they are the fourth team with the best goal difference. This tells you that uh, from the goal difference point of view, Villarreal uh, has been very good and uh, when they win, they managed to win heavily and uh, they managed to make a difference with their opponent, a very clear difference with them. Um, the defense is working as well. They have not conceded in the last three games, even though for this game it's worth remarking that Raul Albiol won't be there. He's suspended and Albiol is probably the best defender Villarreal has right now, uh, even more um, more trustworthy than Pau Torres. Uh, I know that Villarreal has been below par, this season away because they got only 11 points away and obviously this explains a little bit why they are not still in European places but they are playing a Granada side that has been quite diminished lately. Um, they haven't won a league game in 2022, they lost to Real Sociedad, uh, they didn't do a bad game over there but Real Sociedad proved that they are better and they didn't know how to stop Oyarzabal on the left. Uh, Maybe this is the opportunity for Granada to improve because they've got four games at home in the next uh, six fixtures, but I think that the Villarreal game is too difficult for them. Uh, I think that Villarreal to win is good enough here. I'm going to back only that. Villarreal to win. That pays 198. And let me tell you something else. This game should have been played on Friday because Villarreal will play in the Champions League on Tuesday and La Liga should do a favor to their teams. Exactly. The same happened uh, with uh, Villarreal Real Madrid, for instance. It should have been played on Friday to give an advantage like uh, Serie A or League 1 is always doing. You are correct, uh, Álvaro. In my opinion, Villarreal challenging for the Champions League spots, especially because another of the teams that are in the fight are is awful right now. Atlético de Madrid visiting Pamplona, this is after Atletico lost at home in the middle of the week against Levante, remember, bottom of the team, after another dreadful performance, the defense was so bad, even they are uh, completely shut down in attack. Álvaro, that's why I am very intrigued to see that the odds for Atletico's victory is still the same, 2.2. 
I'm not sure if I would back these odds because uh, it's very difficult to trust Simeone's side right now. It is very difficult and uh, losing to Levante on a Wednesday, it was very, very, very disappointing. Uh, Levante, Levante is the worst team in La Liga right now, points-wise, even though I believe that you know they can be dangerous on their day. But Atletico de Madrid should have negotiated this game easily. You know, the old Atletico probably would have won that game against Levante Chunil easily, mm. uh, not conceding a goal. And this Atletico de Madrid, they just can't do it. I mean, there was uh, even like a, a mixed um, reaction to, to Jiménez just uh, asking uh, Wanda Metropolitano to stop it and to stop booing. And uh, there was a mixed reaction about that. So. I think that Atletico de Madrid over the last 10 years among the fan base uh, has had a lot of unity. And now I think that for the first time in 10 years, we start hearing that maybe Simeone is not the right manager for them, that uh, maybe this Atletico doesn't have any more title in their legs. Well, that is still to be seen, but I find it very unlikely that Atletico is going to win anything this season. And they are traveling to Osasuna. Uh, to, to Pamplona. Uh, by the way, this stadium of Osasuna has been nominated by Stadium DB uh, as one of the best 23 grounds in the world. I was very surprised about that. But, uh, you know, they did a 25 million uh, remodelation in the ground and uh, this this ground is uh, considered one of the good ones right now. I've been Osasuna there. won. By the way. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. I was there in Osasuna Villarreal, actually, a long time ago. It's nice atmosphere, yeah. It's a good place to go, Pamplona. Um, I think that Osasuna is in a good moment, uh, but away from home, they are having a lot of trouble, actually. If you see their points away from home, they are the 18th best team in La Liga, and, uh, you know, they have to revert this, because normally Osasuna is better at home than away, but not this season, though. Uh, you know, I'm going to back Osasuna with... The Asian handicap. I think that this is the best I can do here. The positive Asian handicap for Osasuna. Uh, Asian handicap plus 0.75 for Osasuna, meaning that uh, if they win, you win. If they draw, you win. And if they lose by one, you get half a lose. That pays good enough. I think that pays 1.6. The double chance for Osasuna, that pays 181 as well. Even though I will stay with the Asian handicap plus 0.75. I said before in the beginning that in this... Uh, um, Game week, I'm going to go for the marginal wins this time. And if you believe that Osasuna can cause and give an upset to Atletico de Madrid, well, that pays for an Atletico decision is so unpredictable that if you have some spare money, maybe it's worth putting your money there. But if you are on my page and you think that the marginal wins are good enough this week, well, the Asian handicap plus 0.75 for Osasuna, 1.6, that's good. Mm, Osasuna, third uh, worst team at home in La Liga. Remember that only two victories. The worst team playing at home in La Liga is Cadiz and they are hosting now Getafe. This is a key game for the relegation battle. Six points uh, difference between these two teams. Uh, Cadiz, Álvaro, they've improved with Sergio, but not sure if it's going to be enough for them to find safety. We will see, especially after this uh, weekend, because this is a key game against an informed Getafe, a team that we pretty much like, but no victories away yet in La Liga for Getafe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I like it often. I like Kike Sanchez Flores a lot. Uh, one of the Thank nicest you. individuals I have ever uh, come across in, in football industry. Uh, Cadiz, uh, they are doing really bad this season at home. 
they've got plenty of players who are doubtful for this game as well. The likes of Fali, Andone, Iza. Those players can, are kind of important. Some name material as well. And this is not going to help them at all. Um, I think that Getafe comes in a better, in a better form to this game. Uh, Cadiz, the record is so bad at home that I find it difficult to back them here. They haven't won at home since the 8th of May 2021, so this season they haven't done it. And this is probably a six-pointer. Eh? Uh, this is one of the first six-pointers of the season, because if Getafe gets the three points here, they will be getting what it is a potentially decisive advantage over Cadiz. It will be nine points uh, far from them. And I think that Getafe could feel pretty sure that Cadiz is not going to catch with them if they manage to win at Cadiz ground. Um, for Getafe, Unal is doubtful, and Unal is probably the most competent striker for them this season. Just keep an eye on that. But still, I think that they are in a positive dynamic, and I can see Getafe here getting something from Cadiz ground. So my bet will be the Asian Handicap 0 for Getafe in the first half. Sounds complicated, but it is not. That pays 179, meaning that uh, if they win the first half, you get your win. And if they draw, you get a stake refund. That uh, is one thing that I flag here. And another thing that I suggest, uh, this is far more speculative, but I don't dislike it, is the both teams to score. Getafe is scoring more goals with Kike, so I can see them scoring in this game. And I guess that Cadiz at home, uh, they should put a fight as well. So both teams to score, 232. Pays better than both these to score, no. So I could back this one, but the Asian handicap zero for Getafe in the first half, that's good enough. Mm, and another team in travel in the bottom threes, Alaves. Uh, luckily for them, they beat Valencia. So it's the first victory with Mendilibar. They are four points away from safety, and now they are visiting Santiago Bernabeu after a really poor performance of Real Madrid uh, in the Champions League against PSG. There is a lot of uh, criticism around the Ancelotti and around the way he is managing the team. Alvaro, that's why Real Madrid must win and I would say they must convince in this game to have a quiet atmosphere ahead of the second leg against PSG. Yeah, I think you and I were speaking before the show and I think that we agreed that Real Madrid was disappointing against PSG. In my opinion, this is one of the worst Real Madrid I've seen, at least in possession, uh, ever in Europe. I think that uh, they were fully dominated and they were lucky just uh, not to lose by a bigger margin, but Messi missed the penalty. And Real Madrid has a, a brilliant goalkeeper, probably the best goalkeeper right now. Then uh, the defense is working still, even though Carvajal had a very bad time against Kylian Mbappé. But yeah, it was... I was disappointed with Real Madrid because I think that they never had the rhythm to, to play against a team like PSG. All that said, in two three weeks' time, when we talk about Real Madrid-PSG, I will consider backing Real Madrid for qualifying. I will consider it, but we'll talk about that in the future. Uh, this game is important for Real Madrid because uh, Sevilla this week are playing away uh, against Espanyol, and if Real Madrid wins and Sevilla it doesn't get the three points at Espanol ground, like, for example, Barcelona couldn't the other day, like Real Madrid couldn't uh, back in October. Well, Real Madrid will uh, perhaps open a decisive gap in the title race. Um, probably Ancelotti is going to rotate a lot for this game. Maybe he won't risk Benzema for 90 minutes, uh, the likes of Fede Valverde, Camavinga, maybe Lucas Vázquez will have a chance as well, Rodrigo, why not, from the beginning. Uh, and when it comes to Alaves, well, they got a key result for them against Valencia. José Lu was again the hero 
por Alavés, eh, Alavés beat eh, Valencia 2-1, Istrudat Valencia was a bit tired after the, the cup game, but Alavés got a home win and that was very important for them. For this game, their best defender is suspended, that's a real shame for Mendilibar because La Guardia won't be playing for Real Madrid, but I'm going to back for this game, Real Madrid to win, but uh, instead of telling you Real Madrid is winning, therefore we're going to the full-time result odds. I'm going to go for the Asian Handicap positive for Alaves. For example, Asian Handicap plus 2.5 for Alaves. That gives you a marginal win. That pays 149. And that means very quickly, uh, for our listeners to understand, that if they win, they win. You draw, They draw, they win. And if they lose by one and by two, well, you're getting your money back as well, or you're you are getting some money. Uh, so the under 2.5, uh, the Plus 2.5 Asian Handicap for Alaves, that pays 149. For the Asian Handicap, plus 2 for Alaves, 176. I like that one as well. Mm, you would lose your bet if Real Madrid win by three goals. Uh, exactly. If you bet on Asian Handicap, plus 2 for Alaves. If there is two goals difference, for instance, 3-1, you get your money back. And the exactly. title race is also very interesting. In Barcelona, we have Espanyol Sevilla, a tricky game for Sevilla. It's not easy to visit Espanyol ground. Barcelona knows exactly what I am telling because they drew against Espanyol the previous weekend. And Sevilla, they are also playing Europa League. And we know, Álvaro, that this Sevilla struggle when they are playing away. And especially Lopetegui is kind of uh, not very aggressive, let's say, when the, his team is playing on the road. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not that uh, Sevilla is horrible away from home. No, no. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, uh, otherwise they wouldn't be uh, fighting for the title. But it's true that their numbers paid away a lot. For example, away from home, they have scored only 10 goals. They have considered six, though. So the approach is always very defensive away from home. Uh, they got 20 points away this season and 30 points at home. It's kind of a logical development. I'm not saying no to that. But what... Uh, passes me is that Sevilla is so different at home and away. Uh, away from home, they are always looking for the clean sheet, which is absolutely acceptable. But if you want to win La Liga, and I do believe that Sevilla this season should have a go at it, uh, you have to be a little bit more adventurous when you play away from home, especially at Espanyol ground, because Espanyol at home, they have been good this season against the good teams, but at the same time, they, they are not perfect defensively, not at all. I mean, the defense of, of, of Espanyol is one of the leakiest in La Liga. Uh, they let you play and they let you have chances. So Sevilla should go for it. Um, for Espanyol, a couple of players are suspended. Morlanes and Melamed after the uh, tough uh, derby against Barcelona. Sometimes not violent, but definitely very, very, a very electric derby. And Sevilla will have a few players doubtful for this game. Uh, like, for example, Lucas Ocampos. Uh, so for this game, I'm going to go for the Asian Handicap and uh, the total goals market. So under 2.5 goals is something that I like here. That pays 167. As I said before, Sevilla has conceded only six goals away from home and they have scored only 10 goals away from home. So under 2.5 goals. And Asian Handicap zero for Sevilla in the first half. I really like this one because I believe that this may happen. That pays 164. And it means that if they win the first half, you win. And if they draw in the first half, you get a stake refund. As you can see, Edu, uh, this week I'm being very cautious because, you know, no Spanish team is giving me certainties right now, especially away from home. 
Yes, so what to say about Barcelona, for sure. <laughs> they are not giving you certainties as well, and they are visiting Mestalla, always a tough ground, although Valencia, they are struggling recently in La Liga. They lost to Alaves, only two points in the last six games, but as I said, Álvaro, we saw a good game of Barcelona against Atlético de Madrid. Then they were very doubtful against Espanyol. They are playing against Napoli in the Europa League. So this won't be an easy game for Barcelona. Historically, also Mestalla is a very difficult ground for any team in La Liga and also Barcelona. Yeah, uh, Valencia has been very good uh, at home this season. Um, of course, they um, screwed up against Alaves last week. Uh, but I think that after having rested uh, this week, they haven't played midweek football, uh, they will probably be fresh to face Barcelona. Uh, Valencia this season, they are tough to beat, but at the same time, they are incapable of uh, having a good run. That is why they are where they are in the table. Right now, they are 12th. It's not that they are going to have any, any big trouble, but it looks like this team is more designed for the head-to-head, -head, for the knockouts, than for the league duties, because they don't have continuity. And let's see if Gabriel can play. Let's see if Gaia can play, because those are two key defensive assets for Bordalas, and both players are doubtful. And in Barcelona, we know that it is very likely that Eric Garcia will be playing for Barcelona. And the other day, uh, the mistake he did in the, in the goal Raúl de Tomás scored was absolutely unacceptable. I was one of the people who was saying, well, look, maybe the criticism to Eric Garcia is out of proportion, especially when he went to the, to the European Championships uh, last summer, because we still have to see how good he is, you know? I mean, I, did, I didn't want to have a verdict about him, but after seeing him for over a year, I'm telling you, uh, this player, so far, he has... He has shown that he is not Barcelona material. I mean, he doesn't have the defensive uh, know-how to be a defender for Barcelona, especially because these kind of uh, teams, they don't defend much, they defend very far away from the goalkeeper, and normally they have to be really, really, really uh, clever uh, to tackle in the midfield. And Eric Garcia doesn't do that. He's not powerful uh, in the aerial battles. You know, I'm very disappointed with him. I think Barcelona against Espanyol, they shown again that they are capable of scoring now. I think this is the main difference between Barcelona in autumn 2021 and winter 2022. The difference is that Barcelona now is scoring goals because they got a lot of firepower in the winter, in the transfer window. So I'm going to go for the following. Both teams to score. I like it here. Let's don't forget Barcelona has scored six goals in the last two games. Both teams to score. 170. Valencia playing at home uses tenths to score. Um, and the over 2.5 goals. Uh, 185. I like this one too. Barcelona trying to qualify for the next uh, Champions League and it looks like uh, Betis also can qualify of course because they are keeping the pace, important victory against Levante with a lot of firepower up front, especially with Fekir and Borja Iglesias. This is a tricky game, Betis-Mallorca, because they will be coming from Russia. They are playing against Zenit St. Petersburg in the Europa League. After this game, they have the derby against Sevilla, but I guess, Álvaro, the people in uh, Sevilla, they expect uh, Betis to win because it's true that Mallorca, they are coming from two key victories. It's still a team that struggle a lot in La Liga, especially when they are traveling. Yes, they, they struggle, but uh, at the same time, I'm sure that they gain a lot of confidence after beating Athletic Club Bilbao with a last-minute goal from uh, Unai Simon, yeah. it was an own goal from Athletic Club Bilbao's goalkeeper, but in my eyes, that was Kubo's goal. I mean, that, that was uh, 
eh, a good shot by, by the Japanese uh, midfielder, forward, striker, uh, whatever the way would you want to, to classify uh, Takefusa Kubo. I think that uh, Mallorca obviously is in a good run after winning the last two games, but at the same time they are playing the team that uh, is personally entertaining me more in La Liga right now. Real Betis, they are not only entertaining, but they are getting the results as well. And true, they are playing against Tenet. That's not going to be easy and Betis will probably be a little bit tired. The good thing for them is that they've got a big squad and they can rotate. And in key positions, they've got a lot of players, especially up front and in midfield. So I see Betis just rotating wisely, Pellegrini rotating wisely and uh, tackling this game very, very, very well. Uh, let's see how Betis deals, by the way, with playing in Europe and playing domestically because uh, we saw in October and in November that uh, the results weren't as good as they have been in January for the for a very simple reason that Betis uh, had to travel a lot uh, back in autumn and uh, I think that that uh, also got them a little bit tired but uh, again I think that the squad is big enough to be in two competitions even though they are in three but uh, there are only two games for them left in the cup uh, if they reach the final so the cup is behind and uh, yeah I think that Betis should win this game uh, to be honest the uh, Odds for Betis to win are not particularly impressive, even though if you want a kind of a marginal win, you can go for it. Uh, for that game, you will be getting uh, a decent amount of money. But if you got for the over 2.5 goals, that pays 184. And I like it here as well, because I think that Betis at home is scoring a lot. Uh, otherwise, ask Real Sociedad, what do they think about Betis? Or Betis to score in both halves. I like this one a lot. That pays 250. And this is probably the most ambitious bet I'm doing this week. Betis to score in both halves, 250. Let's talk then about Real Sociedad and about the Basque derbies, the last game on Sunday. And both teams will try to qualify for uh, the Europa League in La Liga, of course, and this is a very important game. Uh, four points between the two teams. Uh, we were mentioning before how Mallorca beat Athletic with that uh, lucky goal scored by Kubo in the very last minute, ending the good run of Athletic. Uh, Alvaro, what can we expect here? Because also Real Sociedad are coming back from a tough game in Leipzig in the Europa League, so potentially Athletic could be favourites for this game. They could, but uh, this is a derby and Real Sociedad lately they've been pretty good at some moments. By the way, I didn't say before that Betis to win is 160. Okay, I leave it behind now. I, Athletic Real Sociedad, normally the most common outcome in this game, according to our um, Otspedia statistics engine, is telling us that the most likely result is a one-all. And uh, I was thinking just uh, a little bit of, out of curiosity what would be the the revenue for a one-all correct score and that pays 650 well you know if you want to be very speculative go for that but i think that in this game we could easily go for a draw this is a derby both teams are similar level right now even though real sociedad has more points um, in la liga but then both of them they are playing another competition which tells you that they are competitive enough uh, one in the cup the other one in the europa league uh, i think that uh, None of them are going through a perfect period, but at the same time, uh, I would say that they are easily candidates to finish among the top eight in La Liga. Uh, Real Sociedad could be a little bit more tired than Athletic Club Bilbao, that's very true. But at the same time, Athletic Club Bilbao has played so many games in January that also they needed a break. And I don't think that they are 100% ready physically. Uh, Edrow pays 310. 
I'm backing that one. But if you want to get a marginal win and uh, something less speculative, the Asian handicap plus 0.25 for Athletic. That's something that I like here, meaning that if they win, you win, and if they draw, you get half a win, and that pays 145. And I like that one. Mm, interesting odds for this Athletic Real Sociedad. The draw pays uh, well, as always, it pays well, but it's uh, interesting indeed. And the last game in this match day is Celta Levante. Celta to win is 1.7, something that uh, sounds interesting in my opinion because Celta they are in a decent run of fixtures uh, and in form they drew against Cadiz and at home they've been bad the whole season but recently they beat uh, Rayo, Osasuna and Espanyol Levante as we mentioned are bottom of the table but I guess all the Levante supporters are expecting a miracle after winning in the Metropolitano and the miracle should continue winning in Balaidos complicated Alvaro It's complicated, yeah. It is, it is, it is. But uh, at the same time, why not to think that this is possible? I mean, if anything is going to keep Levante in Primera División, is their scoring potential because they have scored more goals than Cádiz, than Alavés, than Getafe, than Mallorca. Uh, one less goal than Athletic Club Bilbao. So the potential is there, but the, the, the defense is awful. That's why I was so surprised that they kept a clean sheet against Atletico de Madrid. Yeah. Celta, they are in a good run, though. I mean, they haven't lost in the last four games. And um, probably they are set to, to finish not very far from Europe this season, but uh, very far from the relegation positions as well. So it would be... The second season of Chacho Coudet as Celta manager and the, the work he's doing is pre pretty decent. For this game, I like uh, Celta to win is all right. Yes, I think that the Celta to win, as you said before, is paying about right, 172. Uh, the Asian handicap plus one for Levante pays 176. That means that uh, Celta could beat but win, but not uh, beat Levante heavily. And I like that one as well. And maybe both teams to score is something that I like here. I spoke about Levante's scoring potential. We know that Celta uh, scores at home and uh, their defense is far from perfect. Uh, 25 goals conceded. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's not brilliant. Uh, so I could go for, yeah, uh, something like that. Mm, both teams to score. That will pay 183. But the Asian handicap plus one for Levante or a win for Celta are my favorite bets here. All right, uh, we have uh, a lot of good bets uh, in this match day, cautious one, but also sometimes people ask us for marginal wins or cautious bets, so it's good to have a mix. In my opinion, Alvaro, let's uh, finish the video with your AK then. Yeah, and I'm going to give a cautious AK, which is my favorite, but then I'm going to make a suggestion for those who are a little bit crazy. My AK is Valencia and Barcelona, both teams to score. Valencia, Barcelona, over 2.5 goals. Betis, Mallorca, over 2.5 goals. And Español, Sevilla, under 2.5 goals. That pays 9.66. But if you remove Español, Sevilla, under 2.5 goals, and you add Osasuna to win, Osasuna is playing against Atlético de Madrid, your mm, revenue will go up to 23.14. All right. Well, actually, Osasuna to win, as simple as that, pays four. So it's uh, exactly even a good idea going only for that. Then, Álvaro, thank you very much and enjoy the weekend with La Liga. It's been a pleasure. Take care, Edu. We have a new Aka from Álvaro. Let me know. Remember what you think. Uh, leave a comment in our videos. Don't forget also 
to click on the like, subscribe to our channel and also click on the bell to get notifications or if you prefer, remember we have a podcast for you. Thanks for watching. Hasta la vista, baby.